The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello, I'm Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. And I can't fail to mention that uh, the person who created that beautiful music at the start did a TED Talk last week that is truly amazing. So go look for that. It's uh, Michaela Gaston. It was at, uh, it's a TEDx at Gramercy. It's, it's available already at her website. Today, I, my guest is Laura Meyer. Laura, founder of Soul Dancing Healing Practice, is an international healer, teacher, and inspirational speaker. She's the author of Unlocking the Invisible Child, A Journey from Heartbreak to Bliss, co-author in Healing from Within, part of the best-selling series Adventure in Manifesting, and is currently writing her second book, Step up to the plate, heal for real. Laura knows firsthand what it means to heal for real. She utilizes an integrative approach to inner child healing for personal transformation, bridging decades of clinical experience with her spiritual knowing, along with her intuitive prowess, into a roadmap for anyone willing to step up and take healing into their own hands. For additional information on her programs and individual sessions, visit DancingHeartDancingHands.com. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. It's an honor. Thank you, Cheryl. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to have you here. I'd like you to start just by telling, just to set uh, the background a little bit, telling the listeners a little about the illness uh, you were diagnosed with at 14 and um, that you know, having read the book, I know, did eventually drive you towards your own healing. Yes. So as I'm, I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went through all of that. So mm-hmm. I was diagnosed at 14 with a neurological disease um, titled anterior horn cell. And basically what that is, it's in your spinal column, and it affects the gray matter or the motor um, aspect of your neurological system. So I was told that I would lose a millimeter a month of muscle bulk until I basically withered away. Um, it started in my hands. It told me that I would be in a wheelchair by 25, dead at 40. It's a very slow progressing disease. It's not like ALS, although that is one of the differentials, ALS or polio. So here I am, 14, 15, I had three surgeries. And that was my life. <laughs> that was my story, and I bought it. And, and it took me 40 years 
and 18 surgeries. I had 15 reconstructive tendon transfers so that I could hold my fork, so I could hold a pen, so I could, well, I still couldn't, open a door, um, everything that you could imagine that would affect your fine motor, gross motor abilities in your, in your, you know, in your hands, in your arms. With some grace, thank you, God, it never spread to my legs. It started and then it stopped. So um, the disease really showed up in my upper extremities um, to a point where about 43, my hand surgeon said, I, there's no more tendons to transfer. Um, it's time to stop working. I was working as an occupational therapist, a clinician for 25 years. And I did. And I know this sounds a little interesting, but that's what afforded me. This amazing opening to look at what is going on inside of me, inside my spiritual world. How am I going to face another 40 years of life? Because I knew at that point, uh, yeah, I was here, and yet I wasn't here. I was so devastated by what it was like to be damaged merchandise. And that's how I felt, and, and in reality, that's what I was. I mean, I had very, very little muscle strength in my hands. My left hand was pretty much paralyzed, and my right hand was pretty clawed. So my functioning was quite low. I had zero muscle strength, according to, you know, physical occupational therapy. So that's the truth of the story. That is the story that I started with. When I stepped out of the medical box and opened to the spiritual world, and then the metaphysical world, and I'm talking all types of alternative healing. That's very clear in your book, how many different kinds of healing. And I didn't even write half of it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because, listen, once you make your decision to say yes, yes, I'm going to say that again, yes, to healing. And I did that right before my 50th birthday. I said, I'm done, I'm done. Either I heal or I'm out of here. I, I can't keep living like this. I can't live like this anymore. I'm exhausted. I have used up everything. My adrenal glands were shot. Mm -hmm. So I did. I opened to everything with discernment, mind you, but I'm a clinician. I don't even, I didn't even know there was others out there who could actually help me. So um, that was, that was a very real statement to the universe that I can't do this anymore. I'm just way too tired. Let me go if I don't heal. And don't you know, of course, right? That's Mm -hmm. when all the healers started coming forward. And I'm 59 today, and I am doing things I haven't done in 40 years. I mean, I knew that within four years. Um, And I truly, truly know that if I can heal, heal anything, anyone can heal. It's about saying yes. It's about showing up and saying yes to the life that you believe you deserve. And that belief turns into a knowing, and then you just go for it. And, you know, what I walk around with today is thank you, thank you to all of those amazing angels that showed up in my life. Me, real people showed up in my life. And now I say thank you to all of them, and thank you, Laura, for having the courage to say yes to having the courage to say yes to something you have no idea what it looks like. But I, all I knew is I couldn't keep doing that. It and reminds me, I know a lot of people in um, 12-step programs, 
Mm-hmm. And there's such a deep belief that uh, you kind of have to hit your bottom no matter what it is um, to begin the process of reforming. And and what you've just said reminds me of that you got to the point where you could not, you literally could not go on the way things were going. Um, yes? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, for me... And, you know, obviously I, I am totally into the spiritual phenomena of after, you know, of other lives and everything else. You know, for me in this lifetime, <laughs> it came out physically. The emotional pain, the great sense of loss, of grieving my life because I didn't feel that I belonged here. That grief, that sorrow, that feeling like a misfit came out physically, which then supported the emotional root, the heart root of my pain. But I absolutely, you know, it came through for me through a physical disease. And that's why I say to people, you don't have to have a physical disease, okay? That's how I chose it. And many people are, and I do believe from my work and explorations that you know, it starts out there. It starts in the heart. It starts in the aura, in the arc field. The last place for anything to show up is in your physicality. And, you know, once it's there, it's been there for a long time. So for me, obviously, I had to do it that way, and that's fine. And for other people, if they don't have to hit rock bottom, that's great. <laughs> and I think it's <laughs> well, the knowing what that path is for you and the and really being able to open widely, open widely, as I get chilled on that, to whatever the process is. Because whether whatever form of stuckness, it's the stuckness. I know that's not really a word, but it's the stuckness mm-hmm. in ourselves of who we are, our patterns, and how we keep bringing them forward that is the dis-ease of our beingness. I was interested, uh, you know, we talked about this um, uh, when I first met you. Um, I, I myself leave the mystery open about whether we can cure, you know, <laughs> whether we can heal on a physical level. But I, I have, of course, am 100% behind that we can heal spiritually and emotionally regardless. But I was interested uh, when you came to the point of the book where you were talking about basically surrender, I think you put it shift from being out of control to giving up control. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, at that point, it seemed to me that you didn't have to know that your body would get better. You just were walking into whatever the truth was. Did I Absolutely. read that right? Yes. Absolutely, and and you'll remember because you read the book that it was really a shift around. Well, let me go back. You know, I said yes to healing in, very naively. Okay, and this because look, I'm a clinician. I didn't even know that there were spiritual pieces out there. I mean, that was so not in my arena, in my environment. I grew up in a clinical home. I mean, we were all clinicians. So all I wanted to do in the healing process, was one thing. I, I asked for very little, actually. One thing. 
that I could do normally with these hands. Just one mm. thing. Hold my glass. Hold my pen without hurting after 10 minutes. One thing. So I wouldn't feel so damaged. So it took about a year and a half. <laughs> and I realized, oh my gosh, it has nothing to do with the physicality. It's all about the heart healing. It's the heart healing. So when I went in and did this deep, 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 and I mean deep on the floor in a cathartic position, crying my eyes out, energetic work to release the inner child pain that was still residing there, I knew that was a huge turn for me. And... When I wrote, you know, being able to step out of that control piece and not having to know, it's because all of a sudden the whole healing piece shifted from the physical, let me do this, to, oh my gosh, let me expand my heart and my, and my joy in my beingness, that little girl, that adorable little girl who didn't feel loved, who didn't yes. get loved the way she needed to be loved. My parents loved me, but they didn't, they could not love me the way I needed to be loved. That turned everything around for me. And I still say that, you know, I had 18 surgeries. I've had 15 surgeries on my hands. I have bone surgery. I have reconstructive tendon transfers. I'm rigged up. And, and yet they flow. And there's still things that I probably will never be able to do. And that's okay. It's so wonderful. <laughs> It's okay, because mm -hmm. I so love me, and it's not about my arms, and it's not about anything physically. And, you know, the dermatologist teases when I say, is that an age spot? Yes. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And they, <laughs> laugh. they laugh at me, and I say, you have no idea. I didn't think I would be getting older. I am grateful. I am grateful for age spots, because I am getting older. So the gift has shifted, and that's what that chapter was about. Yeah, that that resonates so with me because I, in my case, uh, it's been many, many losses, many people dying around me, and I have the same feeling, whoa, I made it another year, <laughs> you know, how amazing I don't experience aging as a, as a, Obviously, you lose some things. Well, just grieve those. But you, you gain some things and you still are here. Right. Amazing, right? Well, it's you know what? I want to say it's lovely because then we really are doing, doing our inside. We're being our inside. We're not being or complying with the world who says we have to look like this, we have to do this. We ha you know what? No, 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 no. That's what got us into these positions in the first place. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's really about, you know, my whole workshop and my thrust in life and everything about it because I've experienced it. It's change your story. You know, my book talks about becoming your story and then dropping your story. Mm. And once you drop your story, you can step forward and say, here I am. Here I am, the way I want to be, not the way this person or that person wants me to be. That's when you become. That's when you become. And so, who, I don't, age is fine. Age is fine if you value it and honor yourself that, that you have this incredible wisdom and willingness and openness 
to really to breathe in what's important, what's really making your heart thrive. Um, it's not about that dress or about that house or about that other thing I could buy or that relationship, really. It's the feeling so grounded and centered in oneself that allows the other things to even come to play. I mean, that's my, that's my story. That story, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and of that's course, my new the, story. <laughs> the listeners haven't read the book, but... What really did stand out to me so much was that sense for so long of trying to hide it, you know, pretending to others, you know, obviously you're not your body and you know that, but that hiding place inside was causing you, it seemed to me, to hide the outside too, not asking for help, not um, not wanting people to see what was a simple biological fact at the time. And that really, that really uh, impacted me so much. To, to feel you have to hide something you can't do anything about. You know, at, at that moment, you couldn't change what was happening, but you felt you had to hide it. Well, I, and you know, what immediately comes to me is that was the environment I was handed. No pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> or pun like, intended, either way. <laughs> you see, I'm telling you, it just flows. I mean, <laughs> I haven't said half these things before. What's important is that I felt like damaged merchandise, okay? Yeah. So the message was loud and clear. In my, in my family, don't tell anybody. Don't show anybody who's going to want you. So, yes, you better believe I went into hiding. And I yeah. didn't in a lot of ways. I went to college. I became an occupational therapist. I went into a field. <sighs> That's not hiding. I went right into a field where basically you use your hands as a therapeutic tool to assist others. So Yes, that was an amazing fact to me, that you chose that, you know. <laughs> well, well, actually, I want to say it was chosen, and I was just smart enough to listen. I mean, uh-huh. these are the factors that you don't uh-huh. even know. You don't even know how... I had no idea how I was being so guided. Yes, and I want to hear then. a lot... But I, I wanted to be a nurse. Yeah. I couldn't. I end up in an OT room doing a volunteer job, and I fell in love because I fell in love with the idea of assisting someone to function, and I always wanted to be in the medical world. That was my thing. And Let's, let's talk about that, Laura, a whole bunch more after we get back from the break. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break, and uh, you can find me at weatheringgrief.com. You can find my guest, Laura Myers, at www.dancingheartdancinghands.com. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
we're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Real Life Solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. I am Cheryl Jones, and you can find me at Voice America and at my website, www.weatheringgrief.com. I'm with Laura Meyer today, whose book, Unlocking the Invisible Child, talks about her struggle and healing from anterior horn cell disease, a debilitating and usually or thought to be fatal condition. And uh, before the break, you know, we were kind of talking about your uh, your 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 tough life early on where you were going to do it anyway and you know uh, but also still I feel there was a, a a sense of you listening to the callings that you felt for instance to be an occupational therapist that that when you described um, uh, I guess discovering or realizing that you wanted that to be your work it did have a sense of calling to it uh, is that something you look back on and, and know, or did you know that at the time? Oh, I absolutely did not know that at the time. <laughs> I think one of the, the greatest joys of my life is to look back and see how I have been guided all along. I think, I believe what's happened, happened to me throughout my life, is that I, I have been guided. I didn't get I didn't get it. I didn't know that's what was happening. And yet I, I did listen. There was a part of me that listened. It's like mm-hmm. unknowns to me. <laughs> yeah. Unknowns to me, I listened. So I had enough opening, again, unbeknownst to me. And I'm, I, I'm making that very, very clear because I, I, one of the things we do in my workshop is really we look back on these moments, these opportunities, and are we open, even if we don't even know what it means, it just falls in your lap. So for some reason, I did. I listened, and I am grateful for that um, because it because it always put me in the right place. 
Um, even if other things around it were difficult. You know, I'm, I got up and moved from New York to Boston, and that's when I met my hand surgeon. I mean, it's like, wow, <laughs> wow. So today in my belief that everything happens for a reason, um, I believe that 100%. And it's actually a lot of fun. Um, and that's why it's part of my workshop to look at all of those places that we did, sure. we did get guided to and to realize, yes, 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 we are guided. It's the shutting down, and we talked about that a little bit on our break. It's when we remain open and we just don't shut down, even when it doesn't feel good, if you can keep yourself from shutting down completely. You know, it's, uh, for me, it's better to say, oh, my gosh, what's going on? This doesn't feel right. Express it. Let it out of your gut. And trust, trust the alignment will come because you've let it out, you've opened to it, you didn't shut down, get angry, get hostile. That's an old technique. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You reminded me of this metaphor I use with my clients that maybe is how I describe what you're talking about. You know, they'll be how long, it, they'll be asking me how long it's going to take, how we're going to get there, you know, all these questions <laughs> that are very um, goal-driven. And I'll say, well, it's going to feel like this. We're making a tapestry, but we're only going to be able to see the wrong side of it. And, right. you know, all of the threads, all of the knots, all of the different um, different holes in it, because tapestries, of course, you're putting thread through holes. We're going to do all that, but someday it's going to turn around and you're going to see the picture. And that reaches my heart because even with these hands, do you know what I love to do? I think I wrote it in the book. I was, I did needlepoint. I drew uh, my oh, mm, oh, And mm. when I got to a place where I couldn't hold it for more than through the needle, I used my teeth. <laughs> I didn't mm. care. And I'm sitting here just with that beautiful vision of the needlepoint. And you know what? How many times did I do, you know, stitches, 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 and said, hmm, doesn't feel right, doesn't look right, and pull them out. Are we willing to pull out, oh, I love it, that piece that doesn't look like it flows? Are we willing to go in there and not say, are you kidding me? I just spent an hour on this. Why would I pull it out? Because <laughs> somewhere we know it's not, it's not exact. It's not enough. And I, and I, I love how this is flowing through right now because... That's really what our life's about. That's changing the pattern. That's saying, hmm, let me listen to this. Yes. And there are a lot of people who won't pull it out. And they'll hang it up on the wall and say, well, you know, this is how it happened. And it's that person who has the courage to pull it out. Even if you sat there for three hours doing it, and let me tell you, I have. Because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to that stuff. But I allowed myself to pull it out. And, you know, that's an amazing metaphor for my life. Mm. And I don't know where that just came from, but I like that. <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. It's, it's something that, that really helps me a lot. And it just came, you know, full force into my mind at that moment. Uh, and, of, and, of course, I read your book, so I know that you did Needlepoint. But I wasn't yeah. thinking about that at the moment. But maybe <laughs> I, I was on some other level because we are 
we are creating something in life. You know, we're not we're not just hanging around. Uh, we we're we're in constant creation, don't you think? Well, thank you for asking me because I want to say I'm not sure that we all are. I think I think it's a choice. I think uh-huh. it's a choice to be in creation, and we could say co-creation, but really be in creation of you, or to just allow life to happen to you. Which which so, does also create something, as we know. It does. It does. <laughs> Maybe not that just being in co-creation of yeah. your life. You? I mean, that's allowing the needlepoint stitches to stay where they are, even though it doesn't look good. For sure, and, yeah. and you know the bargaining—the really the bargaining with how much trouble it's going to be <laughs> to change the thing, right? <laughs> the bargaining, the bargaining. Listen, that day when I sat there and I said, you know, I'm done, I'm done. I mean, I looked at my husband and I said, I'm done. If I don't heal, I, I can't do this. I mean, I was so clear. That's the bargaining with God, with the universe, whatever you want to call it, with my higher self. Are you willing to keep going down this path, or are you willing to step into something else without even knowing? I had no clue that I would... I had no clue. I didn't know, quote-unquote. Nobody said to me, oh, yes, you do this, you'll be healed. Right, right. If you just do this... I did have readers and, and healers who said that, but... It wasn't written in concrete language, you know what I'm saying? So it's that willingness to say, even though I don't have a clue, I can't stay where I am emotionally, physically, spiritually. Yes. And that's that's the pulling out the needlepoint piece. <laughs> I'm going to sure. try it another way. That, to me, is really being a creator of your life if we choose to live our life in its highest and best Whatever that means, no judgment around that. Everybody has a different highest and best. And we Absolutely. all rightfully should, and I don't want to use the word should, but we're all different people. So I don't want to be anybody else's highest and best. I want to be my highest and best. And all of this is, is really what allowed me to step into the grace of this level of healing. And it's not just physical. The healing of my heart has been the most profound gift I've ever had. I mean, that's worth, that was worth everything. That was worth 18 surgeries. That was worth everything. To heal, to be in that space within my heart that I know who I am and I know why I'm here. And no one can take that away from you and you won't give it away. Which, when I saw you and I said, it's like zipping up a wetsuit. There's no separation between self and self or, or me and me. I am me. And that includes all of this on one side and all of that on the other side. It's all me. Mm. And I love all of me. And I tell my clients, whether it's a physical piece or the emotional piece or the stuck piece or wherever it falls on your body or in your heart, love it. Love it. Hold it with grace, because if it's not with grace, it's with grief and pain and sadness. One thing that makes me think about is that um, I, you know, I have this 
very strong uh, belief that there are no bad qualities, that there are qualities, there are all wonderful qualities, and they all have a potential risk. And when I was, uh, you know, something that can go wrong with them, uh, I was thinking about that as I was reading your book, because you have a, a really incredible... Um, I guess uh, this isn't quite the right word, but I'm going to use it because I I don't know what else to say. Perseverance. Uh, you you are so persevering, uh, amazingly, in the face of of all kinds of stoppers, and and you know then there was that that point where perseverance wasn't going to do it by itself, and you had to kind of say I have, I give up or I not give up, but I surrender. Right. You know, something has to come to me. It's not just a matter of me working hard forever. And that was so powerful to me that you had to bring in another quality, really, to, and then you could be persevering in, in um, doing the work. But it felt to me as if your surrender is what, what, uh, shifted things is that your experience that's beautiful thank you for that really thank you for that um i have heard that word perseverance so many times about me and and yes and that that captures that heart feeling when i wrote i actually channeled it all in you know this piece about when i dropped my weapons and picked up my angel wings you know i was such a survivor i was such I don't know how I became that, to be honest, but I just, I just did that. I just persevered. I did it. I needle pointed with my teeth, okay? Yes. <laughs> with my teeth, <laughs> whatever. And then I could let go. And I can say, okay, I'm getting out of the way. I'm getting out of the way. And I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to be right here with you. But I'm opening up. I'm opening, opening, opening. To that which I have no clue what it is, but it's so much bigger than me. Yes. So much bigger than me. And, you know, I had hundreds of readings because I needed them. I didn't have, I didn't have people in my real life that were going to support this journey of mine. So I, I did get these readings and every one of them supported that. And that was my lifeline for a long time until I no longer needed it because it's very clear how I am being supported and guided in, in a much bigger space than anything I've ever known. So, yes, it is. It's about getting out of the way. It's about handing it over. And that doesn't mean, and I just had a radio show with somebody the other day who was actually one of my, um, he was the Rowan um, Contoy, who was the earth angel in my book amazing, gentle, gentle spirit. And, you know, we had long dialogues about it's not just saying you want this. You really have to show up. You Mm -hmm. have to do the work. You really have to get out of the way. (laughs) You have to get your personality self out of the way. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't just happen just because. And that was his wonderful words. And it's true. So it is a journey that you're doing with, with yourself, and the universe is supporting that. 
That's what I tell my clients. You show up. You show up. You love you. And you watch the universe support you. But you gotta show up. Gotta you show gotta up. say, I'm here. And you gotta be willing to look a little crazy. Uh, for instance, um, you know, when my wife was sick, she couldn't work. I had to work less because I was caring for her and our kids. We had so little money, like less than zero, you know, a lot of doubt. And yet I had to do the things that I knew I needed to take care of myself. I had to do them. And so I added to the debt, you know, that there's some way from the outside people were kind of going, ooh, that's not a very good idea, (laughs) you know. But when you've committed to a course of caring for yourself, you kind of got to show up and do it. Absolutely. You have to show up and do it. You know what? Can I rephrase that? You have to show up and be it. Yes. It's about being it. It's about being truthful to yourself and honoring yourself. And even when it looks crazy, look, I left a husband who could fully support me. And I was on disability. I mean, I had not, there's no way I could do OT anymore. And I walked away from a quote unquote, and I'm quoting that because for the outside world, it looks perfect. I knew, I knew in my gut that I had to walk away because I met this man and married him based on my old stories. And if I'm rewriting my story, And, yes, people can shift and do it together. That didn't happen for me. It would have been much easier. It would have been lovely. But it Mm -hmm. didn't. So the Mm -hmm. choice was that I had to stay true to me, even, even, (laughs) even, you know, like, what am I not? No, because I can can say that honestly then because I did it, and I can say that now. And I'm grateful that I had that perseverance and that tenacity to do it because if I'm going to stay somewhere that doesn't really fit I don't want to be here I made that I put that out to the universe that either I heal or I'm out of here and what I didn't realize at the time that I realized in the last five years is wow that wasn't just physically that was feeling that I belonged here I knew my life purpose I lived in my heart's desire. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean you don't get shakeups. We're human. Yes. And it means I am steadfast that nothing will take that away. Nothing. And if I can say that after 40 years and 18 surgeries and two marriages and everything else, you know, it's just saying yes. It's saying yes to your own authenticity. And you follow that. You follow that even when. Oh my gosh, you think you're nuts. Mm. It's time for our second break, Laura. Yeah, it's time for our second break. Can you believe how fast this conversation (laughs) is (laughs) going? Listeners, take this time to email or contact me through any of my social media Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google, Pinterest. Um, You can find resources and information on the Pinterest page, but you can get to all those links on my host page at Voice America. And please also just email me. Let me know how the show affects you. Suggest guests. I've been so 
gratified and honored that um, people have suggested guests and I end up speaking with people I would never meet otherwise. I'm also looking for sponsors and advertisers for my next season. If you'd like to reach an audience of people who value exploring life and death to its very depth. See you after the break. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. I'm here with Laura Meyer. Myers. It's Mayor, me? actually. Oh, I it's, oh, it's Mayor? I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. That's I didn't okay. know. <laughs> That's happened it's to me, me a few times, and I try to, try to remember to ask, how do you pronounce your name? But You're sometimes really? I do not remember. So, Mayor. Um, Mayor's. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Um, so before the break, I, f- I felt we were s- really starting to talk about all the things that have gone into what you do now because you f- you followed your path so uh, wholeheartedly. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that came along that felt right to you, you did it. And... Uh, uh, that was so wonderful to experience through your book. You know, I'll do anything. That that um, that sense of I'll do anything to support myself through this. And I wonder if you could talk about the shift from kind of I'll do anything to keep going, as in the surgeries and the interventions and all that, to I'll do anything to heal which is um, when you, to me, uh, began to address what was going on spiritually and emotionally. So what do you think helped you make that turn? Well, 
what happened for me was that I was I was asked to, um, and you read it in a book, you know, teach. And, and because of that, I got into Kabbalah, and it opened up doors to the spiritual world for me. And I, that was the introduction, and that led to all this other work. It was this knowing, it was this knowing that I really could not keep keeping on anymore. I used to say that I can't keep keeping on anymore. I'm tired. I am tired of compensating. I am t- tired of making everything okay. I can't anymore. I don't have the energy anymore. It's a lot of exp- energy expenditure to keep on keeping on. And I knew I didn't have it. And so when I started meeting people and people gravitated to me, and I'm not you know, sure why, grateful I am, I then came across these wonderful healers, and they fed me. They fed me. When I couldn't feed me, they said to me, you will complete... I had one woman, first person, huge person, which wasn't the first, a huge person in the metaphysical world, said to me, you will completely heal. You're a master teacher, master healer. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm an occupational therapist. That's how little I knew about what it meant, okay, this whole world out here. I believed her. I had to. I had nothing left to believe but that. And I did exactly what they wanted me to do. I stayed in bed for six weeks. I, my adrenal glands were shot. I mean, I was really very close to leaving this world. Hmm. And I made a decision. I, you know, one of my, Alice, who's the woman I wrote about, um, the healer in Buffalo, the herbalist in Buffalo said, yes. this is where your rigidity is going to pay off. <laughs> 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 and because, you know, when you tell me to do something and I trust you. Now, look, I am a clinician and I'm very discerning, okay? I didn't just go to anyone that had, a, you know, had their name out there. I knew exactly who I was going to. They were recommended people. I mean, I, I had a lot of discernment. So... I had to. I had to. I had to discern what door I could open just to be able to open it. You know, I think I think all of that awareness of my physical disease and how it made me live my life in complete, complete awareness. So I didn't feel even more like a fool, okay, which is how I felt. That awareness was carried into the spiritual world for me, okay, and this whole new opening. So I don't know if I'm answering your question, but it was really when I got fed by these healers and readers that I would completely heal and I am meant to be telling my story, telling my story. I listened and I said yes to that. And that fed me. That fed me to be that same person I was, never giving up, you know, always going forward that I did as a diseased girl, woman, to that person who wanted to be empowered and be an inspiration and heal. So, you know, as I say that, I guess the same energies, the perseverance that kept me alive and going through the surgeries and going to work a week later and never stopping, it's the same perseverance I had to heal. I'm going to heal because if I don't heal, I don't want to be here. And I still mean that. I mean, I don't want to be here if I am not showing up living my heart's desire. I just don't, and I am living my heart's desire, so thank you, God, because I did the work. 
So it is. You know, the first line in my book is having the courage to love yourself enough. Having the courage. And I don't mean, oh, I look beautiful today, or, oh, I love the fact that I did this. No, I mean gut level in yourself, loving yourself enough. Loving yourself, that's what feeds you, that's what feeds your heart. I just said to my client two hours ago, it's not, nobody else can fill that hole. No one can fill that hole. Yes. You fill that hole. And I do that through my work with deep original wounding healing. You fill that hole and you watch other people that have their holes filled <laughs> gravitate to you. So it's just, uh, did I answer your question? <laughs> And more. Okay. <laughs> and, and you also I, led into exactly what I was, I was uh, thinking we would, you know, talk about now, which is you, you, you know, I know you did um, soul retrieval. I know you did, um, you went to people who um, uh, helped you explore past lives. You did um, Natural medicine, you you know, you di- you did Kabbalah, you did so many different things, and they all went into you, and they created what you do now. I feel, and I wonder if you can talk about what you do and how you do it now. When someone, and I know you're not limited by you do some of your work on the phone. Is that right? I do. I actually Skype most of my clients because I do have clients all around. I mean, you know, all around the world. So. I Skype, there's no difference in doing energetic work, Skyping, or, I mean, I did most of my energetic work on the phone, so we are blessed now to have Skype. Um, so what I do, and, and I, I want to just make that point, because it, it's really feeling great for me that it really is about the perseverance, and you said that, and thank you for that. You know, we, the, we have to step up to the plate. I just took a huge step. We... Mm. Step up to the plate. That's the name of my second book. We have to step up to the plate. And that means have the courage and tenacity. We have to have that. That's mandatory. That's like having water. That's like having our blood blood flow through us. That's our birth. Okay? And when we do that, we will be held in grace. We will be supported with grace. So... What I do, and it is an amalgamy of everything I've done, and, you know, there's no coincidence that I do the work I do. I did OT because I was that disabled person wanting to help another, okay? So here I'm doing the same thing. Actually, I wanted to share before I get into exactly my work, because I had an amazing client who said to me, you know what you do, Laura? You do OT for the soul, Oh, and that's beautiful. I just started crying. I teared. I said, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Not only is that perfect, perfect, it's why I had to be an OT first. And so the same way I showed up in psychiatry, in pediatrics, in physical medicine, I am showing up today in my healing practice. And that's just grace, okay? That's, that's opening, listening, grace, all right? So what I do, because I discovered in my own healing, food is incredibly important to detox and treat yourself well. And when I went up to this herbalist, iridologist in Buffalo, took a plane up there, and she wrote out this whole list of what I could eat and what I couldn't. And I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> and I shortly after that realized, oh my gosh, this has nothing to do 
with that. Yes, it does to decrease the toxins. I was filled with candida. And what I noticed was this is what it looks like to love yourself enough. To start spending time and really looking at what you're eating and why. And why I didn't drink this glass of wine because it's loaded with sugar because I can't have any sugar. And why I made this food and not that food. That's about the food and it's about loving yourself enough. And she agreed and said, you got it. The other piece was inner child work. Deep, deep, deep. And I mean deep excavation of the inner child. Pain that we still hold in ourselves. We don't even know it. And it doesn't have to be this huge trauma, quote unquote, because the littlest piece that remains in yourself from something you remember that didn't feel right is trauma to yourself. It doesn't have to be grand scale. I mean, it is grand scale. I don't mean that. I'm trying to word it. Everything that we, that ourselves, take in as trauma is trauma. You know, again, it doesn't matter what the outside world yes. says. And that trauma, and I won't qualify big or small, and I apologize for even trying to figure that one out, that trauma that rests in ourselves is what yes. buys our life. We're going to have to stop for the day. But I've I've enjoyed this conversation so so much, and I hope people will go and work with you and look at what you do at Dancing Heart, Dancing Hands. Yeah, thank you, Laura. I do workshops, I do retreats, I do individual work. So Absolutely. give me a call. I do. But let me just say, I offer twenty minute free consults to anybody who's willing to step up to the plate and take their healing in their own hands. But I wonderful. Want people to I've I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you so. But much. listeners. Before I leave you for today, I want to share something very personal that happened in my life this week. I'm really actually not sure I can do this without crying, but as long as I can still read, that's fine. Uh, On Monday, September 29th at 7.14 p.m., just the day before yesterday, that is, my mother, Shirley Jones, died of pancreatic cancer. I will not say she lost her battle or put up a good fight. Contrary to her 84 years of life up to that point, she moved through her nine months with pancreatic cancer, listening to herself, following her still small voice within, making peace with her life and ultimately her death, just as we've been talking about today. When she realized that her job at this point was to surrender to love and allow herself to be cared for, she did that. When she knew death was near, she actively embraced it. If a fight had been what she needed, she certainly would have fought with everything she was. She had broken glass ceilings as the only female executive in her workplace. She'd actively worked for LGBT inclusion in the Baptist Church of all places. She'd raised millions of dollars for projects she believed in, managed my parents' finances and their lives with great talent and authority. She had plenty of fight to give. But for her... Cancer was not a battle. It was an experience. It was her last experience. And as her daughter, I appreciate the gift of life in death she gave me. I appreciate the angels she saw in the ceiling and the fact that she, a person who balked at curse words and impure language, called those angels the little boogers. I'm moved by what happened at the very end. May I have the courage and acceptance 
when that time comes to do the same. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Abre mi corazón.